0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: I should have been a cowboy You've been My boy
0: Toby Keats, live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. And joining me equally as live in Albuquerque, New Mexico is our co-host, Ms. Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby.
2: Good morning, Gary. Delighted to be back with you this week, of course. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm doing well. You know, I kind of took off a week, so we pre-recorded shows last week and uh, And I needed the time, you know, I think that just happens to people occasionally, don't you?
2: uh yes, I and I needed the time as well, so that was a that was a good management decision, my friend. <laughs> it was a nice break.
0: It was a nice break. <laughs> but we are back at it, and we have a phenomenal show this Thursday here in Nashville, Tennessee, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And tell us who our guests are today for the Campfire Cafe.
2: Uh, this is really terrific. We are starting off with good friend Gary Allegretto. He's um, with us right now standing by. And then Mark Munsert, cowboy poet, will be joining us shortly. Terrific, uh, Terrific lineup.
0: All right. We're looking forward to talking both with Gary and with Mark. And then in the second hour of the show, we're going to be talking about America's Mustangs. And we're gonna be talking about a great program that's available for people to participate in. And Miss Carrie Schultz will be joining us to talk about that. But right now, let's take a listen to a fantastic song from Gary's album, Blues on the Trail. This is one called Jack of Diamonds. When we come back, we'll be talking with Gary Allegretto today on Campfire Cafe.
2: equestrian legacy radio network we just heard jack of diamonds performed by gary allegretto from his album blues on the trail a multi-talented songwriter musician and performer today's guest gary allegretto can barely remember a time when blues and roots music weren't a powerful part of his life and playing harmonica wasn't as natural as his own voice not only is Gary the best harmonica player you'll likely ever hear, he is a remarkable singer, songwriter, guitarist, and masterful entertainer. A down-to-earth guy with lifelong wanderlust and more than a few stories to tell, Gary's resume reads like a men's adventure wish, wish list. <laughs> Everything from cowboy and ranch hand to a member of an elite firefighting hotshot crew. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, the 2019 International Western Music Association Performer of the Year, Gary Allegretto. Welcome, Gary.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Nice, nice to be on your show. <laughs> harmonica, cowboy. I'm telling you what. Yep. I, I, I saw an announcement the first of this month that said you were hanging up the harmonica and going to the accordion. <laughs> yeah, that was the first day of April, was it not? <laughs> so,
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, my, my mouth Fool. kind of dropped open for just a minute. It's like, what? What is the deal here? But anyway, yeah. that was April Fool's. April Fool's. April Fool's.
3: April Fool's. So, you know, I got to tell you, I do play accordion. I, I come from a line of accordion players. You know, uh, uh, accordions, uh, uh, you know, Italian side of my family is is a tradition
4: oh wow, so, uh, wow. Grand,
3: i have i'm looking at my grandfather's accordion right now that i have on my on my shelf and uh I do play a little myself
0: well, we need to get you and Joey from riders in the sky together and and just do a little uh, i'm not i'm jam
3: <laughs> well i I'll i I'll, I'll, when i if, if i'm playing with him i'm playing harmonica because uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i could uh you know keep up
0: with him he's he's pretty great He's pretty good. He is pretty good. Well, yeah. we we were talking a little bit before the show about things that happened during the pandemic and, and it has been back before the pandemic. When you were last on the show. Time kinda gets away. Mm-hmm. I did not realize it had been that long. But uh Yeah. So what were you doing all during the pandemic? Uh,
3: you know, I I took the opportunity to travel a bit. I did some road trips um, out to some of my favorite places like, uh, uh San Juan mountains and in, in Southwestern Colorado, I have friends out there that are like family. Um, so I did that. Um, and, uh, you know, I played, I played a lot of music, but not to crowds,
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but
3: actually that's not entirely true. A friend, uh, a couple of friends of mine, I, I played a, a couple of gatherings that were outside and, uh, Mm-hmm. uh i was able to do that i played on a roof uh down oh, in uh, wow. yeah down in 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 los angeles the friend of mine has one of the most popular restaurant bars in town which of course was closed and he was only doing takeout um but he said hey would you uh, come and play on the roof and i said oh
4: wow yeah
5: and wow. uh
3: at first i just you know i did the uh uh, Star Spangled Banner for, on top of the roof, and and just with
4: harmon-
3: <laughs> <clears throat> harmonica, and wow. it, it stopped wow. people dead in their tracks on the street, you know. Oh wow! Uh, and because I had it amplified, and it was like ringing off across the across the uh, city there, and everybody was just stopping and staring, and like they were freaking out. And it went so well. He said, "Hey, come back and and uh, you know I grabbed Ian, my uh, longtime friend and, and right. uh, guitar player." Uh, and singer. Uh, he and I did a did a whole set up there. Uh, and, uh, that was fun. And we did that a couple of times. So yeah, I was, uh, playing on roofs and playing in, in the middle of cow pastures. Wow. <laughs>
4: I, oh, wow.
3: I have a, I have a good friend, Mitch Hammond up in the central California. <clears throat> he invited me up to play there. He said, Hey, I'm, I got an idea, a crazy idea. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a stage out of a, a the back of a, a flat trailer, you know, and, uh, mm. uh, it's basically a hay hay trailer and, right. uh, it's a in ranch that, you know, he, he owns and lives on. And, uh, he says, and I'm going to have a concert out in the middle of a, of a hay, uh, hayfield, uh, in a cow pasture. He said, would you, would you do that? I said, in a second. <laughs>
4: and, uh,
3: <laughs> so we actually had a really nice crowd. People came up and camped and everybody was just, you know, Kind of starving for some entertainment, so uh, everybody had a great time, and, um, including me. It was it was just a blast, and it was so much fun that we did it again this past year. Oh and, wow! Uh, there's, and it's in the works to do again this year. And, uh, an annual so event. I, an annual, annual yes, event. Yes, one cool. of the cool things was it was a full moon, and the full moon came up from. Oh. I don't know if you've been to Central California. Um, it's just gorgeous up there with these beautiful hills, rolling hills, and, and uh, oaks, and all that. And mountains, really. And um, the moon came up from behind the mountains in the middle of my like, set. Uh,
0: big, big, bright full moon. Oh, wow. and everybody was just gasping. <laughs> oh wow! I hope wow. somebody got a picture. Hope somebody got a picture. Oh there yeah, picture. there's pictures. Yeah. If, if you're great, following great me. Great album Facebook, cover. It's... Yeah. 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 <laughs> did you do any uh did you do any facebook live performances or any kind of streaming performances during the pandemic because so many people did yes, uh,
3: yes i did uh, uh i'm endorsed by Honor uh honer harmonicas yeah. and um they actually had um gary's campfire sessions um, oh great yeah and uh so I uh, did those uh once a week roughly if i was in town and um uh, just ba- basically playing on, on my uh, back, bo- back porch balcony over, overlooking Laurel Canyon and, uh, you know, the historic, famous Laurel Canyon where I live and um, beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, I was just playing out there and uh, entertaining and having fun, and you know, uh, with, with my good friend who was, was my artist rep, rep at the time, uh, Derek Frank. And, um, so yeah, it was, a, you know, that was, that was a release. It's not like playing live though. Uh, it's not. Well, it playing. It was playing. It's, live, playing. it's not, no, I mean,
0: you, you don't get, you get the, feedback. You, don't, you get some feedback. You
3: get, yeah, it's not like an audience. Uh, you know, no, and, like. folks, 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 I, I, I gotta tell you, if they think musicians, we survive by doing that. You get no money really. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, really people, you know, you, and this one we weren't even taking money because um but people thought we we were we were surviving with those no we weren't surviving we were doing them just because <laughs> we needed we needed to play yeah you know mm-hmm. we just needed needed the outlet but no there's nothing like a live audience you know, playing playing in you know
0: to a to an iPhone is not what we do
4: it's <laughs> not what you do it
0: doesn't have the yeah. same effect well i'm going to get to a yeah. song right now this is the title cut from blues on the trail we are having a great time visiting with Mr. Gary Allegretto, and we'll be back just in a moment on Settler, on Live. What are we on, Bobby? Campfire Cafe. I've got too many shows going. Campfire Cafe.
1: Around <laughs> with the blues
6: on the trail. Ooh, and the worries on my mind. There's a price on my head and a, a pile of clothing in behind. There yeah, I left my home and family. Headed west full of dreams and desires. But it was nothing less than jumping from a frying pan into the fire. Old man devil called my name he said boy it looks like you got nothing to lose well, I started robbing stages and trains with a wild bunch at the robbery Bang down in the... Calling me the Sundance Kid, but my real name is Harry Longaball. Pretty darling, I got to be on my way I'll be riding straight through the night And then hiding in the shadows of the day A with these blues on the trail Ooh, And the worries on my mind And a bounty on my head How's closing in behind? Ah, but there's always one more job to do Before you can leave this sporting life behind
2: Gary Allegretto, Blues on the Trail The title track from an album you absolutely must get Buy, download, whatever you need to do This is an exceptional album And, of course, if you were listening closely, it's the story of the Sundance Kid seen through his eyes. Gary, it's so delightful to be back with you. (laughs) It's
3: my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's it's really, really (laughs) nice to be with you guys. It's been too long.
2: It has. Um, You were with us for a house concert, I think, June of 2019. And then we saw you at the IWMA that year when you won the award. And then I think we haven't really been in touch since. Oh my goodness, what what has happened? Yeah.
3: Well, that was such a lovely house concert. Thank you again for that. We had such a nice oh. little crowd there, and and you're, you're, so you you were so gracious and and hospitable with your you know your house and and well. everything. Thank you so much. Are you still doing those?
2: No, we really haven't um brought that back either, you know, from yeah. again kind of from, you know, we're as you know, we're a pretty small house and when there were sort of all of the, you know, you got to have lots of distance between people. It's like, well, we could have like four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like you that's know? like
3: we were saying. Yeah, I get that, you know, and that's like we were saying before we went on air. Uh it just you know a lot of it hasn't come back yet, and you know it's yeah. just uh, it's been it's been hard on us musicians, and you know and hard yeah. on our audiences that want to see us. Um, it's well, just uh, you know we, we're we're doing the best we can, and I got stuff coming up uh, that I'd yeah. like to talk about.
2: Yeah, um, I want to talk about Santa Clarita is a week from now, um, pretty much, and I've been seeing some posts. You're going to have some special guests performing with you. Tell us a little bit about what's coming up for you at Santa Clarita.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Santa Clarita is uh, coming up next weekend. That's Saturday, April 22nd, and Sunday, April 23rd. And I will be performing both days at the Main, which is a beautiful little theater that I, I played before. Uh, yep. Uh, at, yeah, we, we've had theater shows there. I, I think I've played there a couple of times, actually. Once, once with um, – I got up and played with uh, – um, uh Mike Fleming and, and Tom Corbett and, and their special guest was was Katie Moffitt. Well
0: uh-huh. guess what?
3: Katie's uh-huh. going Katie's, Katie's <laughs> coming out to do a that. song with me. I yeah.
4: Saw that. My, Love my that. good
3: friend Katie is such such a, a wonderful person, such a brilliant <laughs> artist and uh mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just a really great artist. If you're not familiar with Katie, uh you have to check her out. Most people know who Katie Moffat is. And uh at least in this circle. And Uh, Katie uh, will be coming out to do a song. I asked her and her and I have become friends. She came to my uh, CD release party for Blues on the Trail uh, years Mm -hmm. ago when I released it and um, we became friends right away and um, we have mutual friends. She opened up for Muddy Waters back in the day and we, you know, uh, the guitarist in that band is a mutual friend of both of ours. In fact, the only living member left in that band is Uh uh, Bob Bob Margolin. Anyways, uh, so we became friends instantly. Katie uh, invited me to, during the pandemic, here's another thing I did during the pandemic, It's actually right when it started, um, they were doing a, a tribute to um, Gordon Lightfoot, an album, uh, a tribute yeah. album to Gordon Lightfoot. And um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: she, uh, was she her song on that, and so it's a bunch of very famous uh, female singers. It's called uh, Ladies... Ladies sing Lightfoot and it's really good oh, wow. out, check it out. Yeah. And so uh she was invited to to be on that and she invited me to play harmonica on uh, his song, uh, Canadian Railroad Trilogy. And um so <clears throat> I, I add the harmonica, a little train type effect to it and um and so I uh, yeah, it's she's just uh she's a lovely person and and such a great artist and uh, I'm looking forward to having her and then also I'm um, bringing in although we're not doing this as a duo which we've done for years uh bringing in um my my one of my musically uh, best friends and um you know and also just a great friend uh, for 30 years and uh, we've been playing together that long and so we can practically reach those minds uh Ian Espinoza. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. and
3: he's just a musician's musician he's so good and i mean I'm not saying that because he plays with me. I'm saying it because all musicians say that about him. He, You know, he's worked with Ahmet Ahmed uh, the producer, and, um, you know, people like that. Uh, he's just the the one of the best guitarists you'll ever hear and a great singer and great harmonizer. So Ian Espinosa, it'll be a real pleasure to have him on stage with me too for a few songs.
2: That's great. That's great. In Santa and you're going to yeah, and you'll be at the main. Oh, you did a, a, a performance with uh, with uh, Ian uh, back in twenty fourteen. I was just reading about it as a reminder that You're we are so good with by these <laughs> Well, that was a, that was a, that was a concert that y'all did um, with us that was filmed by SCBTV, and I actually went back and looked at it. It was a really good concert. <laughs>
4: yeah, that I guess. was super fun. It
2: was almost- Ten years ago. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 20,
4: uh, 20,
3: gosh, 20, time flies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's um, crazy. No, that, that'll be really fun. I think, um, Gary, did you want to play Cowboys Gotta Be Free? Let's we'll have, do
0: Cowboys uh, Gotta Be Free and come back and talk more right. with Gary today. And uh, you're listening to, and I'll get this right this time, the Camp Thigh Cafe. <laughs>
6: Never wanted nobody trying to fence me in If you try to cook me up Some holding pen I'd say you can't corral me Cowboys gotta be free I used to blow across the stage With no direction or care Like a dandelion sea Drifts in the air You can make a wish on me Cowboys gotta be free
4: But
6: oh, when I saw her
4: face,
6: I dropped the reins in a fumble, I stumble and tumble, a mumbling as I fell from grave And now I'm wondering what hits me day after day when I'm all saddled up, but I can't ride away when she smiles at me. This old boy's finally free
0: Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, and you can hear this show live from Nashville and Saddle Up America at our website, EquestrianLegacy.net, also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcast. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Well, I wanted to get a little information about Harmonica Kids that you do, Gary. Yeah, uh, and thank you
3: for playing Cowboys Gotta Be Free. I haven't heard that for ages.
0: Love it. I, <laughs> I love
3: it. I was tapping my toes to that. I was like, Dang, <laughs> that, that ain't half bad.
0: <laughs> the whole album is not half bad, my friend. It's a great album. Yeah. Anyway.
3: <laughs> well the yeah, that's that's Ian Espinosa there on the guitar uh, and uh Harmony Vocals and a little backstory on that is he just sent me that. He sent me that uh, uh melody and uh just sent it uh, you know, a, a file of it and say, You wanna write something to this? And I thought, God, yeah, I think I could and it you know, it's yeah. one of those ones that kinda wrote itself. I I got the idea Cowboys gotta be free and then I just kinda filled it in and uh you know, sometimes they do. They they write it themselves like that and that was that yeah. was really a real fun one to do together.
0: Yeah. yeah, um, that's great song. So
3: yeah, I don't want to go heavy on Harmonic Kids because that's what everybody wants to know about, uh, and then it becomes all about that, and, and I make my living as an artist. But um, I will talk briefly about it. Harmonic Kids is a 501, 501c3 nonprofit organization, meaning tax deductible. I've gone all over the world um, giving kids harmonicas and teaching them, them to play, and uh, – uh, it's kids with special needs, and I've been as far away as uh, Indonesia after the earthquake. I'm sorry, after the tsunami earthquake um, in in uh, Banda Aceh, I took a thousand harmonicas there. I went to wow. Haiti after the uh, earthquake disaster there. Um, I've been, you know, a couple of times to you know uh, natural disasters here, such as the flood in New Orleans, et cetera. Um, but it's not just for natural disasters. I regularly go to um, kids. Uh, in schools with with learning disabilities I just when i when I played up at Salinas at the I was a headliner at the Salinas Cowboy Festival, which is um, uh, in Salinas uh, it's a, it's an annual festival it's now called the Clem Albertoni festival because Clem passed and he was the the guy that started that one um, anyways I went to the Sacred Heart school there and taught uh, uh, fifty kids to play and then had a had a uh, a assembly where those kids that I just taught played a couple of songs for their whole school
0: Oh and, wow. uh, along,
3: along with me entertaining. So that's the kind of thing I do. Um, if anyone's interested in having me, uh, that's more of a school program than a harmonic kids program, uh, though they're worse, They sometimes overlap because, uh, some of the kids in, in that school were, were, uh, uh, had special, uh, challenges. And so, um, I, I don't treat kids with special challenges and, any different any than I treat any other kid. Yeah. yeah. The, the only people that are hard, hard to teach are adults. That's so true. I I tease adults like that because I do a lot of uh, workshops at festivals. Um, I'm careful not to, you know, the reason I don't like to, to, to focus on this is because I'm an artist. I, I'm, a, I'm a musician, singer, songwriter and musician and then people start you know think pe- people can't can't seem to get their head wrapped around you can do more than one thing in life and um but uh i i can and i uh the other thing and i'm in my in my everyday life i am not a good molly tester but i can in my life
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but, so so i teach a lot of, of folks and and uh Honer is behind me my programs the Honor harmonics everybody gets a harmonic and learns to play four songs and i I do that at festivals, and most of those folks that I teach are uh, adults. And uh, although sometimes they'll bring their kids and their grandkids, but most of them are adults. And I always tease them, and because and, they're always adults, always concentrate on what they can't do, whereas kids are always concentrating on what they can do. Good um, point. So, yeah, so they're, they're always concentrating on their disabilities, and kids are all—even kids with disabilities—are concentrating on their abilities. So it's really good for them because of the self-esteem and self-confidence it gives them. Um, but adults will come up to me and tell me, oh, you can't teach me. I, I'm I'm just hopeless. I, I, I have zero musical ability. And I said, well, let me ask you this. Can you see? And they're like wondering why I'm asking. It's, well, yeah. And, and I said, and you can hear too, right? And, and I said, yeah. I said, well. I taught a kid who couldn't do either.
0: Oh wow. And he
3: learned he oh, learned wow. to play he learned to play harmonica through vibration. I said, wow. do you have do you have more disabilities than him? Because I think I could teach you. And wow. you know, they kinda of laugh and uncomfortably say, Okay and I'm like, Well come come to the come to the uh, workshop and if if you can't do it I'll give your money back. I can that's how that's how confident I am uh, of my workshops that I can teach anybody who shows up. Uh, or I'll give their money back, and I've never given oh, that's great. Back.
0: That is great. Yeah,
3: so, that is great. So yeah, uh, I do. I do uh, my Harmonic Kids program. It's just like it sounds: H-A-R-M-O-N-I-K-I-D-S dot org. If you want to look that up. Okay. And uh, then I do school programs, and at all, uh, most of the festivals that I play at, they also ask me to do workshops, and you know, I teach people at the workshops to play and it generally sells out. So uh, it, there won't great. be one in Santa Clarita, and there won't be one up in Vinton, which is the week after Santa. By the way, I'm playing Vinton. It's the this, this Sierra Valley um, Grange uh, Cowboy Show, and uh, it'll be about the fifth time I've played that as a headliner. And um, it's a really cool one. It's uh, the second oldest to Elko.
4: In I started Cowboys, about yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, really cool. It's in a hundred-year-old uh, Grange building, uh, which is really super cool. All wooden building, wooden floors and an old, you know, stage up there. And, and they cook homemade food. The, the first night, Friday night, I, I, I just get a kick out of it. It's lasagna. And you're going, well, that's not cowboy food. And I say, no you don't know about the eastern sierras <laughs> because eastern sierras are were settled by italian cowboys and um that a lot of the ranches up there are were started with uh, by italians and in fact my friend uh who has a pack station on the eastern sierras joe charriguino italian name um, yeah, he uh he started he's uh, the the main pack station in the eastern sierras it's called little antelope if you ever want to take your horse up there and ride Um, or go on a pack trip Um, and uh, he's just out uh, just down the hill from Genoa uh, Nevada again Genoa Italian name Uh, yeah Genoa in Italy but spelled the same way Um, so lots of Italians in in the eastern Sierras of California and Italian ranchers Italian Italian cowboys so um, but yeah so I digress but um, lasagna the first night, and then I think it's ribs the second night. <laughs> but uh, I just I, I point that out because the food, you, they have, you know, the ladies in the back cooking, and they're so, you know, it's so good, and then uh, they have just wonderful uh, show, and it's out in the middle of this beautiful valley with mountains surrounding it um, in the beautiful uh, eastern Sierras of California. So, oh, wow. That's a fun,
0: yeah, that's a super fun wow. Wow! Wow! Well, I want to get to another song real quickly, and uh, this is when Duchy plays the mouth harp. You want to tell us anything uh, about this one?
3: Yeah, you're 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 making great selections. Thank you for that. I, Thank I you think very much. My, yeah, these are some <laughs> of the ones that don't get a lot of airplay on my album, and I'm, and I'm not sure why because they're, they're some of my favorites on the album. <clears throat> uh, Duchy uh, was is a uh, a cowboy poem um, written by Robert V. Carr in the late uh, 1800s, uh, well, not so late. I mean, 1860s, I believe, uh, in the Dakota Territory. Um, this fellow, Robert V. Carr, was was following the cow camps around, the, the uh, uh, cow, cowboys and their cow camps. He, was, he would follow them around. He was a cowboy himself, but he was writing everything down and, and stories and poems and all that and he wrote this this song or a story it wasn't it wasn't a song it was a poem uh, when dutchy plays the mouth harp and uh he he moved to california as all good cowboys do in the (laughs) 19 (laughs) early 1900s and um he uh published his book then in 1902 And, and andy hedges who's a fellow a uh, cowboy performer at a uh, gathering and right. mm-hmm. and a friend of mine, he, he, he shot me a text with a picture of it from a book he's reading. He said, have you seen this? And I was like, well, no, but you know I love that. And I said, you know, did anybody ever write a song to that? And he said, not to my knowledge. And I looked around, there wasn't one. So I that was another gift. I just wrote a song about that. It took me about five minutes. And oh, using wow. Those lyrics and yeah loosely using the i changed a, a few things in it uh but it's it's a it's a cool uh poem and it's it fits perfectly into this song that i wrote um the music around and um the lyrics in it will give you kind of an insight to how cowboys spoke back then because um, there's you know stuff that you don't recognize you know um you know the, the 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 way that they
0: talk is is kind of cool. So uh,
3: I like I like this song and and I used to I like this song
0: too. I like this song too. <laughs> Let's take a listen to when Duchy plays the mouth harp.
6: the mouth harp every puncher gathers round to help all with the music by stomping on the ground and the cookie cuts the shovel and the night harp passes his hand When Dutchie plays the mouth harp in a way to feed the band When Dutchie plays the mouth harp and we've cast our chuck away And everyone's a happy fun at the ending of the day Ain't nothing we like better than to lend a helping hand When Dutchie plays the mouth harp in a way to beat the band Does the cakewalk mighty fine Tis done us old cowpunchers Come stepping down the line Round that fire is shuffling And a patting of the hand When Dutchie plays the mouth harp In a way to feed the band
0: she plays the mouth harp and that's Gary Allegretto who has been our very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. Gary always great to visit with you. We're just going to have to not make it so long next time. We'll have to you know yeah, avoid the pandemics that, or whatever it was that was going on.
3: Yeah it's 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 always my absolute pleasure to to chat with you and visit with you and thank you for having me back again.
0: Well you're very welcome. So for the audience around the world that would love to find out where they can get your music and for folks that are where they might be able to come see you, tell us how they could do that.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, my website is Uh There is a, a feature on there. You can contact me through that. And um, if you just contact me, I, I don't have PayPal set up on that, but if you just contact me, uh, I'll be happy to send you a CD uh, or tell you where I'm at or, Answer any other questions you might have, and um, give you life advice and stuff like that. Um, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: don't ask me anything about relationships. I I got nothing. But um, uh, I'm not so, going to do that.
0: Uh, we won't touch that one. We won't touch that one.
3: <laughs> so so uh, yeah, okay. they can contact me there and uh, Harmonic Kids. Like uh, I gave that that website if you want to help out with Harmonic Kids. Um, yeah, that's uh, that that'll do it. Or or you can just email me at g Allegretto at Earthlink.net.
0: There we go. There we go. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were at Pilgrim Ridge Fest in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, a few years ago, weren't you?
3: That was, yeah. That that was a wonderful festival. Yeah. Uh, Honer, Honer, again, my my harmonica uh, sponsors and and uh, endorsi- endorsers. Um, they 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 uh, brought me in for that and uh, I got to play a bit and I got to teach some kids too which was fun.
0: Well, my point being is that you need to make a trip back to Nashville, Tennessee, in the not so near future. I certainly future. do.
3: You know, my my brothers at Honer and and sisters at Honer uh, have always been saying when you come into Nashville, you know, and so I I think what I am going to do that. I'll, I'll see if I can set up a show or two and then come in and and uh you know the they, you know they don't have enough musicians in nashville playing
0: shows so no not at all <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> you, you and charlie you and charlie mccoy can get together and do a jam session oh my god do, all right. I, I, charlie mccoy
3: is one of my heroes he there actually uh, sent me he sent me a note one time uh thanking me for what i do with kids and, and uh, really i say that now uh, is a, a legend if you don't know him check him out he's a legend on harmonica but not just harmonica he played oh, on and Bob Dylan albums playing bass and and all kinds of
0: stuff. Charlie McCoy is a, is a legend. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Well, you have been fantastic and so we're going to close out this segment of the show with Wherever I Roam and you got to tell us about this before we go.
3: Yeah, I'd love to uh, because that one's about that one when I wrote for my mom and uh, I had always wanted to write a song for my mom, and then Ian, Ian came to me with this beautiful melody, and uh, I immediately thought, oh, that's the melody, I, I have to write a song for my mom, and um, so it, it's, you know, I left home at a, a very young age um, to go uh, explore the world, and um, uh, had to say goodbye to my mom early, and um, so it talks about my life of wandering and, and All the adventures I've had and the places I've been, and 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 the last verse it 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 tells you that I carry a voice with me wherever I roam, because my mother was the first uh, musician I ever heard. And by musician I mean singer, and she still sings like an angel. Uh, She sings in choirs and choirs and all that. She's a just you know the first soprano in choirs and stuff. So she just has an angel voice. So. It's it's for her.
0: Well, it is a beautiful song. Wherever I roam and it is from the album Blues on the Trail, Gary Allegretto has been our very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. Gary, thanks so much.
3: Oh, thank you both. <laughs>
6: saddled, adrift in the wind, still out riding fences as autumn moves in, but summer still lingers like words of a poem, warming my spirit wherever I roam. Time of wandering Chasing down dreams Winding through canyons Forever it seems I'm bound to keep moving Cause I know there'll be gold Around the next bend Wherever I've grown
1: Turn around Settle
6: down Like the wind, I keep blowing free They don't know I'm bound to go I guess it's just the gypsy in me know From the Sangre de Crystals To the Coconino The blessings they bring Lie deep in my soul I carry them here Wherever i
4: roam. Turn around Settle down
6: Like the Wind and I keep going free But they don't know I'm bound to go I guess it's just the gypsy in me There's a force that I carry Unconditional love Calming and soothing Like an angel above She's always there with me, singing me home. Here in my heart, wherever I've grown.
4: Wherever
0: I've grown. Hold on to your hats, because when we come back on the Campfire Cafe, We're going to be talking with cowboy poet, Mr. Mark Munzer.
7: When, then, smile back. When your earlobes are afire of the slow burn and freeze, and you can't feel your fingers for the blowing polar breeze. When every step you worry, your toes might fall off, and regular, (coughs) your lungs put out a raspy cough. When you get thirsty and can give your tongue a slip and melt a chunk of ice hanging off your upper lip. When you dress yourself in layers and it don't do no good and you should have quit a little early but you never ever would. When the diesel needs a warm up and the batteries are shot and you got a month long head cold and your nose is full of snot. Then you get to feelin' sorry and you're full of whiny pity and you get to dreamin' of a cushy job over in the city. Then you start to ponder about trading in your trade and findin' an easier with a plumper paying grade. Then you are a doctor, or a lawyer, or some highfalutin' pro, and you schooled at Harvard, and there ain't nothing you don't know. Then a fancy swivel chair cushions your tenth floor view, and you got a staff of kiss-butts that want to wait on you. Then you're toolin' down the highway in your luxury sedan, and you're late for a meetin', where you lay in bed and tan. Then you stop at Starbucks for espresso macchiato latte pana. and lunch is a tofu burger with sprouts and dessert, a banana. Then you sit in traffic for an hour, maybe two, and you're cellular enraged while you crawl a mile or a few. Then office politics cranks up and slams you down, and the market goes to pot, and you're kicked right out of town. When you welcome back the frostbite hauling water through the snow, and you're fixing frozen fences where only Eskimo should go, When the troughs are iced over and electric ain't working right, and coyotes come a-calling so you're sleeping half a night. When you turn on the hose and it splits right in half, and just what you needed, a half-frozen calf. When the wind whips and bellows, scaring stock to a dash, and the water pump goes and you're left with little cash. When you've had your fill of this awesome winter fun, and it's been a week, no, a month since you saw the shining sun, Then you get this scheming about that cushy job once again, and you're brought around by the whinnies from the pen. When your horse comes on over to share some affection, you're reminded you're meant to live in this direction. When it's the simple things that make your world go round, and the easy way is the trail you've never, ever found. When the day is finally over and your butt is in the sack, and you look upon your day with a smile you look back.
2: <laughs> when then a smiled back Mark Munzert from his album Pensive and Playful and he joins us right now Mark Munzert writes Rhyme and meet, and Meters out of appreciation of Cowboy Mishaps Blessings Sorrows and laughter, his enthusiastic, heartfelt and animated delivery in relating his dayworking cowboy experiences and his pensive and playful moments have earned him the moniker of "Cowboy Poet of the Northeast." Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a day-working cowboy whose dream is to make more of this cowboy poetic passion and share it with the world, Mr. Mark Munsert. Hello, Mark. Welcome. Wow!
7: thank you, Bobby Jean. That was incredible. I feel good now. (laughs) I'm I'm just impressed.
0: I'm just impressed. (laughs) My hat size just went up again. (laughs) Uh, very good. Oh uh, gosh, an yeah. old friend from a few years back is Mr. Mark yeah. Munzer, and uh, and I've got to say this right up front: if you ever get a chance to see him live and in person, oh. don't miss it because he is animated plus, and he's a he's a fun guy.
7: So how you been? Can you hear my smile? It just cracked my face. <laughs> Thank you.
0: It's very kind. I'm trying to uh, calm gosh. down
7: on stage. What are you talking about?
0: Jeez. No, no, no. That, that no, won't happen.
7: That no won't more back. I'm done with yeah. the cartwheels and backflips, so yep, can't do that.
5: <laughs> oh, gosh.
7: Well, uh, I've got to
0: ask a question to you. So you're originally sure. from out west, right? Was it Arizona? or? Where? I was
7: born in Buffalo, New York, and soon found ourselves out west and then uh, pretty much back and forth my entire life. So uh, one yeah. parent in Arizona, one in uh the upstate New York area, and then I found myself in an occupation which brought me to the other side of New York in the Adirondack Mountains. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's about 80 degrees out today, beautiful, sunny Bright blue sky, and uh, everything's green and out real quickly.
0: Oh, wow. So it's not, you know, a lot of people don't know how much uh, cowboy and horsing goes on around in uh, New York, do they? No. I'm, I'm just
7: north of Saratoga County, New York, which I believe the statistics are 15,000 horses year-round, and that number triples uh, when the track season is running the thoroughbred track at Saratoga. There's also a flat track there, and there's plenty of recreational riding, and, you know, the hunter-jumper circuit as well as the western saddle is pretty strong. Um, the western saddle, I think, more so from western Massachusetts all the way over to Buffalo and into, you know, uh, Ohio and south to Pennsylvania. But the northeast is ripe with the English saddle and various activities that go
0: with it. You know, from well, the really to hunter shows, yeah. Yeah, it really is. So when when people say New York City, you know, they're really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they don't know how western it can get up there in New York State. No, so the Frontier Circuit is a strong rodeo circuit.
7: There's a number of rodeos within a half an hour drive of my home, uh, and I'm talking some that put people. They certainly put stock into the National Finals Rodeo this last few years, Um, specifically the Graham family at Painted Pony Rodeo. They put, I don't know how many uh, animals into the National Finals Rodeo in the last few years. And one of the largest horse operations in the country is over in Vermont over here called Pond Hill. And they supply, I think, over a 1,000 horses to dude ranches, across the country. I think that would be an yeah. adequate oh, wow. estimate. So, yeah, there's a strong equine culture, and it continues. You know, I think the the 2008 uh, economy took a lot of the middle part of the equine world away, and you know, still had some of the higher-end barns operating uh, with the, the help of their patrons, their boarders, their lesson-takers. And I think a lot of the backyard barns kind of dropped out of the out of the world but i think they're coming back too so i'm telling you what
0: the horse the horse prices have certainly come back i've never seen horse prices any higher than what they are right now and and that's a good thing that is a good thing yeah yeah there may be a little inflation to that yeah 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 (laughs) so mark mustard how did you get into cowboy poetry oh goodness gracious i
7: was uh depressed after my divorce and I started writing in a journal after I had been prescribed medications and took them for two days and threw them out and just started writing. I was concurrently writing uh, a newsletter for a log and timber frame home company I was working for at the same time, and for whatever reason, I began rhyming. And uh, somebody said to me, you should write something about what you know and like. I said, what?
4: (laughs) (laughs) So I started writing. What uh, an idea. Yeah.
7: Yeah. And I, a novel as it may be, I learned a few of those poems, maybe four or five. And I was uh, in Arizona. We were at the, uh, oh, at Tombstone, the Tombstone Monument Guest Ranch, and I was helping with a, a, uh, equine, you know, confidence building seminars that was a week long. And somebody said, uh, you know, do do a couple poems around the fire at night, and I did. and then we find out there's a cowboy poetry and music gathering, which I'd never even heard of, uh, just north in Benson, Arizona. So I trekked with a bunch of folks from that uh, gathering there to uh, Benson and was encouraged by a number of poets that were there, Lynn Kapelke and uh, P.W. P. Conway and Papa Mac, uh, Jeff McKay from up north, and yeah. a few others as well. And uh, I got on the stage and... Lo and behold, for some reason or another, I was selected to do something at the evening show, which was a, a precursor to my meeting, or a postcursor, really, to meeting Baxter Black, who I met right back beyond the stage. So, uh-huh. <clears throat> that was my intro to cowboy poetry, a very fortunate one at that. And he was encouraging. I did not talk to him again until the following year when I was leaving Las Vegas in the national finals rodeo and he called my name and he was getting his boots shined. Uh, I still see his face when I say that he was getting his boots shined and was speaking a little bit of Mexican to the fellow that was uh, shining his boots and talking to me and uh, the the people surrounding us. And uh, the next year he invited me to come to knew I lived in New York and uh, invited me to come open his show at the New York State Beef Producers meeting. So wow. that's how I met. Wow. It's my start. And then I tried to get into the Texas gathering a couple of years with just uh, doing some open mic stuff. And I I kind of liked it. So it was fun, and I got to <laughs> talk about my culture.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. So what year was it, Mark, when you, got, when you got started, that first gathering where you got invited no. to be on the evening show? Well,
7: the first I got invited to, the first one I ever was invited to, I don't think was till 2017 or until it's still pretty quick in the way things work in the world of cowboy poetry. The, uh, yeah. the Cochise gathering was a real um, uh, sock knocker for me. And I got down there with uh, uh, Rocky Sullivan was in the same room as I was, as uh, doing an open mic. We had a really couple good bands that were in there and, uh... super poet um... mike dunn from southern arizona was in the room the monitor and he suggested to that board that they bring me back the next year and lo and behold i was and that's a that's a gathering i don't know if you've been to that one gary or bobby rob joe they uh... bobby jean they really did a nice job inside a school building and unfortunately ran out of volunteers so oh, wow. we're, we're aging up and we as bobby jean knows we're as a body the international western music association is aiming to remedy that in every way we can so that's what that is but yeah that was uh, i hope i answered your question gary you got me
0: rambling you did you did that. you did yeah you did well i'm going to get to another poem this is called mayor watch tell us about mayor watch
7: oh Mare watch is a, it's a true story i did a number of nights of Mare watch in my my time in uh, cowboying or in the equine world, even, <clears throat> and uh, the the to- this poem hopefully tells the story of a uh, a night in the barn.
0: All right, this is a night in the barn. It's called Mare Watch. We're talking with Mark Munzert, who is our special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. Mare Watch.
7: Droplets on the barn roof play harmony as I stretch stethoscope to ears. I reach to her belly and whisper softly to quell her fears. She shifts uncomfortably the strain on her shows. Not yet, girl. No relief. Might soon, I suppose. The rhythm of heartbeats drown out digestive groans, happy to hear melodic, two-stepping, twin-fiddle mare and baby tones. Overdue by a week, according to Doc, but nature has a way of ignoring the clock. Night barn full of mares and their expected brood. Keeping an eye and ear, make sure for water and food. Every three hours, notate their vitals. Many their young could brag of rope and titles. Tack room full of picks, plaques, buckles and such. Bedroll on cot, the accommodation as much. Off with the light, digital alarm clock glow. Sleep, wake, sleep, wake as this gigs flow. Awakened by dog and sounds from the aisle check of dilation gets a four in the morning smile. She's pacing her stall and the other mares know she'll be the first to drop and let her baby go. I keep the lights low and give a call to the vet. Second call to the owner. She'll get here first, I bet. Pacing interrupted by trucks coming to stop. Owner and Doc flying in on the hop. Supplies are prepped. Doc takes a glance. The mare assumes a delivery stance. Here comes the feet and then a cute head, baby born healthy. I'm too excited for bed.
0: <laughs> that that reminds me mark of uh I don't have many baby coats that I delivered and uh and I would get excited about every one and I can remember one night I must have called the vet four times. You know what what what's yeah. going on here, Doc? Do I need to get you out here? Do I need to get? He finally said, "Just don't call me again. I'll talk to you in the morning." So that was. A... <laughs>
7: and but that sometimes gets... takes care of it too.
4: It, yeah, uh, yeah.
7: Nice when that happens. <clears throat> I was privy to a lot of those, fortunately, and um, even handling foals as I progressed in the the world of the West and uh, horsemanship in particular. I I was uh, able to get an early understanding of imprinting on foals
2: and it was able
7: to literally take uh, babies away from their mothers and walk around with them with nothing more than a hand around their or you know your arm around their neck and return yeah. five days later and not have any issue at all that was uh, a great experience so it's you know, I really learned to understand patience and trust with through horsemanship no doubt
4: yeah, So Some
7: of it comes through in the writing, I'm sure, but there's sadder ones, too, and I would have guessed with your new, uh, con- congratulations again, Gary, on your board of directors appointment at the Mustang Heritage Foundation.
0: Oh, thank you. And
7: I, You're welcome, and I would have thought maybe of my poems, you might have picked the Mustang Sally one, which really is <laughs> a dark one because it didn't work out for Sally uh, yeah. or for me, but it was a, a memory that... You know, I think of the ones that came off of that ranch, this, the Mustangs that went on to, you know, um, make kids happy first and foremost and, and people for trail rides or whatever endeavor. It was a lot of fun to see, uh, you know, horses bought for $125 turn out to be 35 dollars $4,000 horses when uh, at the time wasn't even right. So,
0: yeah, I, yeah. I like yeah, we sold uh, this this past September uh, during the Mustang Magic. We auctioned the horses after they after they go through their uh, the competitions, and uh, those are the horses. Mark, they've only had a hundred days of training before they come to the events, and uh, we sold one for thirty five thousand dollars, and Shoot. then uh, in in Magic in January we sold one for a t- little over twenty six thousand. So. Horse, horse oh, prices are up. They're very happy.
7: Very happy yeah. about that. You know? Yeah,
0: and they're, they're tickled to death. But, uh, but thanks for mis- mentioning the Mustang Heritage Foundation. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America. But um, uh, hopefully you'll get to make it down for our event in June. Look forward to seeing you if you do. That'd be great. Oh,
7: thank you. I'll, I'll let you know shortly. We'll see what we can do.
0: All right. All right.
7: To- <laughs> Doing.
0: Well, I'm going to get to another poem right now, and this okay. one is an old cowboy wood. Oh, yes. Tell us about an old cowboy wood.
7: It, it, it tells a story. I was uh, leaving a ranch where I was working, day working for the most part, but had every weekend, it seemed like. And uh, I was leaving the ranch to go get supper with a friend and um, come down the this, you know, farm-wide load. In front of me, a uh, big old John Deere with the double wheels and went around it. And then I see a couple of cars, maybe a quarter mile ahead, pulled over. And then I realized why they were pulled over. And they really didn't know what to do. There was a couple. Well, we'll go with the poem. How's that?
0: All right. <laughs> Let's take a listen to an old cowboy wood. We're talking with Mark Munster today on the Campfire Cafe. An old cowboy wood. A wet, cold, blustery day.
7: One you wouldn't term a winner. I'm ten minutes off the ranch, heading west towards dinner. I punch the gas and zoom right past a farm-wide load. Up ahead, two cars pulling to the side of the road. Emergency flashers engaged. High heels exits her SUV. The other, a jogging portly suit, waving arms like she. I stay left to give their cars room, and then I see the impending doom. Two horses running scared parallel this four-lane strip. I yank the wheel right, keeping a real tight grip. I'm four hundred or so feet past, screech to the shoulder, reverse torque fast. Door flung, coat slung, grab a rope from the truck's gearbox, scamper down the roadside drainage rocks. There's a house a fair distance away, adjacent this field of last-cut hay. There is no fence in sight, two quarters filled with fright. They turn and kick with each passing car, the hectic highway, none too far. Waving arms and come-hither whistler guard the road's edge. I'll try to push them away from the road and towards the hedge. I motion the helping humans to stay calm, my mission to defuse this potential roadside bomb. As I approach, the boys are further nerved. They jogged away, sashayed, and swerved. They were agitated, fearful, still in flight mode. In seconds they could be on that road. One blanketed, neither a halter, blocking position their path to alter. Of patience with horses I have sage, hastily I shifted against the road's rage. I tossed my loop just to move them afar, pushing them further from each passing car. Forthwith, face to face, they didn't want to move. Relaxed gestures and sounds put me in their groove. Two steps forward, one step back brought me in. I talked softly above the roadway din. I fared well enough to drop the rope about one's neck, thankful so far averting a wreck. It took a minute for the untied to heed. Grasping his mane, he responded to my lead. The soil was wet and every step we'd sink. Each step forward took a few seconds to think. Drivers pulled over to ostensibly aid. Beeping horns sounded as we came down the grade. High heels tiptoed parallel on the field's border, she offering her scarf to tie for the pony's order. I asked, which one of use?" a pony? <laughs> we laughed. By then I was their crony. Here comes a double XL Carhartt and is very relieved-looking better half she admonishing those horses for their venturing gaff. Handshake and thanks, a wave to the roadside crew. No big deal, just what an old cowboy would do.
2: An old cowboy would do, Mark Muncert, and it's from his album, wonderful album, Pensive and Playful, and he's our special guest today. Mark, um... Tell me a little bit about what you love about performing in front of a live audience. You're so charismatic. What do you love about that?
7: Mm, you're very kind. I like to make people cry. <laughs> I truly, I truly like to, Gee, Mark. Uh,
4: it's
7: I, <laughs> the truth. It's just the truth. I, I like to make people move. I like to make them uh-huh. think a little bit while they're in their chair or While they're standing there, and if I get them to have a you know an emotional moment, whether it's high or low, a laugh, a a chuckle, or uh, even like I said, make them cry, Um, and those have been the most incredible moments I've, I've seen from the stage. And that stage doesn't necessarily have to be a big one; it could be that you know the senior home where the the people in the audience remember Roy Rogers and Dale Evans and they they're living the white hat dream where you know the white hats win and uh, they all ride great horses but um Mm
2: -hmm.
7: i like Mm -hmm. to make people move if i can do that i feel like i've done my job Mm -hmm.
4: there's
2: something so there's something very special about spoken word you know we can listen to a song over and over and over and over again until we know the lyric and we can sing along and we're never bored by it and i think the same thing is true with um, spoken poetry we we know the ending we know what the tagline might be that makes us smile or makes us weep and yet we we are entertained by hearing it again and again and again I think that's kind of I think that's really something very special about about cowboy poetry
7: and there are some poets that can recite some of the greater poets or the greats that are there So well, I'm not one of them. And and on the other end of that scale, as you might imagine, I see a lot of poets and poetry uh, with my my endeavors to promote and preserve. Um, There are a lot of poets doing some new material, too. I don't particularly Mm -hmm. have a lot of material that is, uh, you know, OK, Corral or John Wayne or the Mm -hmm. Lone Ranger Mm -hmm. Um, but I think more and more people are writing about modern day life. And, you know, mm-hmm. you always hear country music has to have a, a pickup truck and dog that ran away that you could watch run away for four days because the <laughs> land was so flat. You know? and, um, the And I think there are – I know what I've learned. I've learned to slow down. I don't have to write everything and and try to get it out there. Uh, marinating it for a longer period of time
8: it, mm-hmm. it seems
7: to work better you know so at the at this moment i have 10 new poems or unreleased poems in the books or can oh great
2: oh gotta shake great.
7: Up a little yet you know
2: so. yeah yeah do you yeah. um do you perform a piece uh many many times before you decide this is ready to be recorded
7: I wish I had
9: (laughs) that I would have had better (laughs)
7: CDs. Um, You know, it was all new learning experience. So now I get that question from some of the other poets and at least I can guide them in a direction. Um, So Uh that that's always good to do. Um, I wish I had had a little more experience in the uh, production end of things. And I don't know Mm. that I'll do another CD as much as I'd rather do a DVD. um, Ah personal standpoint i'd like to do something mm-hmm. like that and um maybe with another artist or two mm-hmm. see what we can mm-hmm. do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. i know um gary has another poem set up to play um gary should we go ahead and ask about dawn till dusk
0: yeah let's find out about dawn till dusk and then we'll we'll share that with our worldwide audience all right
7: it's really just about moving cattle from one one spot to another in that case it was uh over a period of three, three or four days, I don't recall about 40 miles, when there was still open land between uh, Arizona, Northern Arizona, and Colorado. I worked on the Bar X M, and uh, they had two lots, as they called them at that time, <clears throat> fairly large pieces of property, and leases that totaled about 66,000 acres. So. Uh, Dawn till dusk, cow-calf pairs, endless sections, fence repairs. pairs. It's about what you would encounter in a day of moving the cattle, uh, particularly where I would be as the inexperienced would be riding drag, and you get to see the things that are uh, problematic where, you know, the the herd went through and they had your, your stripers and your uh, your lead and, and your wingmen, uh, and you're at the back end and you see what uh, – Problems are left behind. So sometimes it's
0: busted fence, sometimes busted cattle. So that's what that poem's about. Well, let's take a listen and, to the Dawn Till Dusk, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe. Dawn Till Dusk.
7: Dawn Till Dusk, cow-calf pairs, endless sections, fence repairs. Tree-crushed wire on the ground, Escapy calves must be found. Tracking hooves, poppin' brush drivin'em through our mornin' rush Ford the river, up the bank Pull the hose, fill the tank Lost one to coyote, and one's injured, too Doctor what you can, and muddle on through One in the creek, coolin' her heels Scorched by the sun, <laughs> know how she feels Far horizon between the ears Walk to trot, switchin' gears Long shadows, tired stride, achy back, sweaty hide. Horses hobbled, cows a-graze, sunsets low, a dusty haze. Day is done, feet leave the ground, fire sprouts were gathered round. Behind is the morning, afternoon and the work, Dutch of an apple, coffee a perk. Jug is passed, guitar is strum, tired boys begin to hum. Song and story fill the air, bust hard all day, now nary a care. Tomorrow will come, same deal again, finally finishing at Bar Forty's pen.
0: Yeah, that Dutch apple kind of sounded good to me just then. I'm kind of getting a bit hungry. <laughs> a great poem. Great poem. Well, Mark Munzer, you're always fun to have on the show. It's been a while, so we're just tickled yes, to death sir. that you were came back with us today, and uh, and I know, and I'm going to encourage people to get out and see this guy, because he is a tremendous poet, and uh, you'll just have a ball, and maybe you won't cry too much when he's on stage, <laughs> but uh, he's, he's terrific. So how can people get your poetry and find Thank out you. where you're going to be performing?
7: Okay, Mark Munzer, com. MarkMunzerCowboyPoet.com. Even if you come close, you'll find me. And uh, you can email me, you can telephone me, you can contact me through the website or Facebook pages. We also, we, (laughs) I also manage the uh, Cowboy Poetry Facebook page, Cowboy Poetry Gathering Facebook page, and a few others that are related. (laughs) Um, So we'll uh, hopefully see more people out there at these events. You can see me next at the Arizona Cowboy Poets Gathering in August in Prescott, Arizona. Looking forward to it. All right. So, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Bobby Jean. Thank you for all you do for a promotion and, and preservation of our arts. It's uh, wonderful to be with you.
0: Well, great to have you with us and we hope that we'll get to see you maybe in June in Tennessee. It'd be great to be well, able to well, do uh, that.
7: My arm is getting twisted here. Oh, oh, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh! all right thanks mark we appreciate you my friend all right we're going to listen to one more tomorrow we'll be right back one more tomorrow one more
7: tomorrow day at a time lord's land to borrow hard work sublime calloused of survival hardened by lessons of life living archival sidestepping common ills rife. Pragmatic and deft in manner of craft, preserving what's left, taught grip on haft. Fulsome and cheerful of knack and strive, humbled and grateful to securely arrive. Depth of man challenged by strife, just God's plan for the cowman's life.
0: Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking wild horses on Saddle Up America.
5: Grass ain't six bucks a bale now, feet is up again. The beans and ramen noodles are the same. The shoe is wanting cash now and grass is getting thin. But the pasture's starting back now from that rain. Payments aren't too bad On my fancy two-horse land Sure is dandy hobbling to the trail and I'm living in a single Wire to afford the things I can't Just found another vet bill in the mail I'm holding on To the end of my And don't beat to a drummer It just gallops along Cause I'm a ho- Drummer, it just gallops along Cause I'm it. up. Can
0: I hear your name? Amen. That is Horse Lover by Mary Kay Holt. And we're going to talk with a horse lover right now. And that's Miss Carrie Schultz, who is the director of the Trainers Incentive Program with the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Hey, Carrie. Hey, how are you? I am doing great. And Miss Bobby Vell is on with us. and uh,
2: I am. Welcome, welcome. Awesome.
0: We're just going to have a great time visiting about wild horses and uh, how people can get involved themselves. But to start out with, tell us a little bit about the Trainers Incentive Program itself and how that works.
9: Yeah. So the Trainers Incentive Program is basically out here to help your everyday Americans get a hold of the wild Mustang. So if you're wanting to adopt a Mustang straight from the BLM, wild as wild can be, you're looking at a six foot height for your fencing. They, it's basically known as a facility height. And some of those guys, they'll even test those six foot fences and make it over. So what we oh, wow. do with the Trainers Incentive Program, yeah, it's, it's happened. Um, what we do with the Trainers Incentive Program, we work with trainers across the country, And they pick up the horses from the wild. Their facility is already set up for it. They have experience with these guys. They know exactly what they're getting into. (laughs) And they'll take that animal and they'll do our basic gentling requirements for you. So that would include being able to approach the Mustang or burrow, depending on what you choose, and put a halter on, lead it, load it onto a trailer, pick up all four feet, clean them out in preparation for farrier work, and be able to groom them as well. And that way, if you would adopt a gentle Mustang through the TIP program, you only have to have the five-foot facility height fencing, which is much more obtainable for the everyday person to get a hold of and a lot less expensive. When you start pricing out those six-foot panels and gates, boy, it gets expensive pretty fast.
0: (laughs) Well, and the other thing, too, Yeah, the other thing, too, Carrie, is that uh, not everybody uh, has the knowledge to be able to work with these Mustangs, you know, directly from the wild. And so it's great when
9: somebody else is handling them. Yes, exactly. Not quite so scary through our programs, and that's why we're here. And people really seem to be loving getting these animals through the TIP program with that start. and. They'll sometimes get them started themselves um, or you can also send them to a trainer or work with that tip trainer further if you want to get them saddle trained and don't want to do it yourself or at least the first few sits. Those are always, those can always be a little interesting, but sometimes these guys, if you do the groundwork right, they're really great. My mom, well, she she's out good at Mustang through the tip program. And just recently we're, we were at the farm in Missouri and, she went on her first trail ride, and it was only her fourth ride on him.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. How was that?
9: Awesome. He did great. Wow. Crossed Creek wow. and everything.
0: Wow. Wow, that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Well, it, it mm-hmm. is a pretty neat program. So if you adopt a Mustang from the BLM directly, those mm-hmm. horses are wild, basically untouched at all. Mm-hmm. And and the cost to do that is 125 dollars. If you adopt yes. a horse from the t- ship trainer, what is the cost?
9: Same price, 125 dollars. You still have to go and do an adoption application directly through the BLM.
0: Okay. So but it's, it's the, the same, same price. price. Same price yes. whether you adopt a horse directly from the wild at a BLM holding facility, or if you adopt mm-hmm. one from a from a tip trainer, it's like yes. that's that's a no-brainer to me. That is a no-brainer yeah. to me. <laughs> All right, so that's that is that is great. So now, where are these tip trainers located?
9: We have about three hundred spread across the country right now, and if you go, we have a map on our website,
4: mm-hmm.
9: and that's usually the easiest way to find a tip trainer near you. Or you can always give us a call here at the Mustang Heritage Foundation and we can get you linked up as well.
0: All right. So that is fantastic.
9: We, yeah. We are just rolling out our tip marketplace as well where different trainers can post up their animals. And, you, and that's an interactive map as well so you can see what horses are available or burrows right near you. Um, we're working on getting more listings up now. Um several of the TIP trainers, which shows how popular our programs are, actually have wait lists of adopters wanting horses through them.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So
9: it is, Yeah, it, it's great. I love it when I, when we hear that because that means they're doing a great job. And word of mouth, those adopters are so happy. They're just going, hey, you get a Mustang through this trainer. And we oh. we love to hear that. Wow,
0: wow, wow. So that is, that is a super, super, super deal. And, um, yeah. but there's another program that I want to talk about, but I want to come back and talk about it in just a minute. And that is <laughs> the, uh, that is the tip challenges that are going yeah. around across the country and tip storefronts. And we'll talk about mm-hmm. all of that when we come back in just a moment. You're listening to, what am I listening to today right now, Bobby? What are
2: we? What are Shout America, America. <laughs> on
0: the Equestrian Legacy <laughs> Radio Network. We'll be right back.
8: The of the
4: horses,
8: witching his sweet, is the music of Steve. God be. No whisper of lover, no trilling of bird Can stir me as hoofs of the horses have stirred They spurn disappointment, they trample despair And drown with their drumbeats the challenge of care. With scarlet and silk for their banners above, they're swifter than fortune, sweeter than love. Of the nighttime I hear them go by horses of memory thundering through, flashing white bedlocks all wet with the dew.
2: up America we're talking about the Mustang Heritage Foundation with Carrie Schultz. Carrie um, the website is always so terrific and I see even changes since the last time I was on it um, and the uh, the address for the website is just org. I've been kind of going through the um, section of the website that's devoted to what we're talking about tip training. Tell us a little bit about hosting a challenge. So in order to host a
9: tip challenge, you must be a current tip trainer with us for at least a year and there's a minimum number of animals you have to adopt out. And then you have to just let us know that you're interested in hosting an event and the details along with that, where it's gonna be, what time of year, how many animals you're looking at, getting adopted out for your challenge. And they've really, really been growing. And people, both the tip challenge managers and the the competitors have really loved them. And on the website, too, it will link you to the individual's Facebook pages. And it's great because competitors, they'll post pictures from pickup, and they'll do different progress reports on there and updates. And then the pictures from the competition are just awesome. We recently had a burrow bonanza tip challenge down in Arizona, and one of the donkeys, the boroughs for the freestyle event is dressed up like a pirate and he's sitting down next to a ship and (laughs) they're all dressed up and it's the cutest picture. Um, Everyone really just seems to just love them. So we're really trying to pour our efforts into that.
2: Now, one of the responsibilities of a tip trainer is also finding um, the person who's going to adopt the um, gentled horse. Is that right? correct and and what are some ways yeah what are some ways that um that a tip trainer does that most of the time they'll do it by
9: word of mouth we also have our new tip marketplace now we also have the trainers incentive program facebook group that they can post to and they also advertise on their social media pages directly as well
2: So interesting um what is uh how old do you have to be to to uh qualify to be a tip trainer
9: you must be 18
2: okay how fun um the map the map that you referred to is really terrific um I'm in New Mexico so for fun I was kind of uh looking at what was in New Mexico and then I looked to the left of New Mexico which of course is Arizona and there's like Oh, a ton of them (laughs) in Arizona. (laughs) We
9: do have a ton of (laughs) tip trainers. But we also have several. There's two storefronts in Arizona and a BLM holding facility, so it's a lot easier to access animals for the tip trainers. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell people what a storefront is, a tip storefront.
9: Mm -hmm. So a tip storefront is a place that they either go and pick up their own animals from BLM holding facility or they'll get in semi loads of animals in. Most of the time, the semis will go out to our East Coast storefronts. And from there, they'll host their own adoption events where you can pick up a wild mustang that way. Um, In that, when you pick up the wild ones, they do still require the six foot fencing. But the storefronts were really created as a pickup point, especially out east since the BLM The furthest east holding facility that the Bureau of Land Management has is in Ewing, Illinois. They'll do a handful of satellite events, but we kind of push the storefront idea out east especially. That way we could make all Mustangs more available to the public there. Now, tip trainers can also go to those storefronts and pick up an animal for training as well and enroll that into their program, and then that potential adopter can reach out (coughs) to those tip trainers and get an animal from them.
0: Okay. All right. And and what, what is what's in it for a tip trainer?
9: I'm sorry, what was that?
0: I said, what is it what what is in it for a tip trainer? We talked about the fact that you can adopt a horse for one hundred and twenty five dollars, but when a tip trainer is a is placing a horse, what does the tip trainer get?
9: Oh, well, of course. So if you gentle a Mustang and they have to meet all of our gentling requirements and then they have to send in video proof of that animal meeting our gentling requirements and then they found an adopter the adopter's going through the bureau of land management adoption application process that's all completed they their horse they have to send some paperwork back in to us but for a gentled mustang through the tip program we pay trainers $1000 and then for oh, a gentled wow. burro we pay out $750
0: all right all right I'm I'm kinda like interested in a burrow because I think oh, those things so are just cute. as cute as I'll get out and you teach them to pull yeah. a little cart and Bobby we mm-hmm. could go around in a cart, you know, we'd get you on we'd mm-hmm. get you into a horse some way besides your briar horse. <laughs> so that would work. So a new thing for the uh for the tip challenges is uh and most of those have been in hand, haven't they?
9: Correct. For the past few years, they have been in hand. But new this year, we are rolling out a new mounted division within the TIP challenges. And we have and, four of those going this year. And actually, the applications are still open for one. I was able to get special permission to have applications still open for one, and that's going to be our South Carolina TIP challenge.
0: Okay. All right. And mm-hmm. uh, so when, when they're under saddle, what what will that event look
9: like? That will look very similar to our Extreme Mustang Makeover Mounted Divisions, Mounted Programs. So cool. it, yeah, with the trainers, um, they are allowed to pick different classes themselves. So which is the cool thing with the South Carolina event is they're actually going to have some English specific classes. Oh,
0: that's great.
9: Yeah. That is great. Yeah, so we're that pretty is- excited for that.
0: Yeah, that is exciting. That is exciting.
9: Really show the versatility of these Mustangs because, man, some of them out there can jump.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those six-foot fences you were talking about. A minute
9: I ago. know, right? There that's we go. right. We have that all the Olympic right. jumpers we need right in the water.
0: <laughs> well, we have some Just folks that are, are are doing some of that now, and that is that is great because the Mustang is mm-hmm. such a versatile horse. I would be, mm-hmm. um, I would not be doing my job right today on the show if we didn't talk a little bit about the uh, Extreme Mustang makeover that's coming up in Tennessee. Can you tell us anything about that? Mm-hmm.
9: We are so excited for this event and so many of the trainers and oh man, the group of horses that we have for this, mainly they're out of Oregon and Sheep's Head Heath Creek area, which I will admit I have favoritism too because that's where my Mustang's from.
4: <laughs> and he has
9: the best brain and is so athletic. And the other HMA we pulled from is Cody Lake and they're great horses too. And they're gorgeous. They're well built. We're really, um, and I've been following along with some of the progress reports on the trainers Facebook pages and on the Extreme Mustang Makeover Facebook page as well. And they're doing great and they look fantastic. So I'm really excited in a few months to see what these guys can really finish them up and do.
0: Well, it's going to be a fun event that's taking place June the 22nd through the 24th at the Williamson County Ag and Expo Center in Franklin, Tennessee, and that's just about 25 minutes from downtown Nashville. So if you want to come enjoy some of the music, music on Broadway, uh, come early or stay late. And you can you can do that as well, but it's gonna be a terrific event. There are a whole lot of activities that are planned uh for this event as well. And uh carry the horses that are participating in this for the adult division. They'll be up for auction, mm-hmm.
9: won't they? They will. They will. And I must admit even I'm gonna pry haul a trailer along. So <laughs> We also have over 50 youth competitors, and the youth get so creative with their freestyles with the yearlings. It is just adorable. So the entertainment factor for this event is going to be high just from the youth kids alone, too. So highly recommend getting out and watching the youth kids perform their freestyles in all of the events. Uh, Most of the yearlings were about, oh, I believe about eight months old, so they're just going to be the cutest little things, too.
0: Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and then for the adult division, when they do their, uh, their, their freestyles, uh, they're in all kinds of costumes, a lot of great oh, music yeah. that they use. And, uh, and again, these Mustangs have had just a hundred days of training. So it's absolutely amazing what is accomplished in that short period of time. And uh, if you haven't been. You need to go visit MustangHeritageFoundation.org, get your tickets for the freestyle event. And there's a special VIP event that's going to be taking place. And uh, somebody told me that there might be a concert uh, music for Mustangs that will be taking place during the steal. So stay tuned for that well, as well. Yeah. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So when, exciting. yeah, it's very exciting. Well, listen, you have been great. And if you need to, if you need to find out more about the tip program, the trainers incentive program, then reach out to Carrie, and uh, you can find phone numbers uh, all on the website, and uh, and reach out to her, and she'll be able to help you and put you in touch with a tip trainer so that you can get your very own Mustang uh, already handled and ready to go. So, a lot of fun, a lot of fun talking with you, Carrie. Look forward to seeing you in June
9: awesome well thank you so much for having me
0: well you're very welcome and uh, we're going to listen to Colorado Horses are there any mustangs in Colorado Carrie
9: oh yes actually for uh, the South Carolina Tip Challenge that's where they're coming from
0: alright so we're going to listen to Colorado Horses this is Dan McCorson and we'll be back in just a minute on Saddle Up America
10: sunrise, loaded up the horses, we were gone. Across the Vita Pass through that sweet San Luis Valley, and rode along. That's one Creek up ahead, 10,000 feet of mountain, we'll be there by noon.
2: We're hauling Colorado
10: horses down the winter neath. Arizona
4: moon
10: Go straight on to Durango, to Four Corners, that old Ford was making ground. We stretch the horses' legs at Tito's house, watch the desert sun go down. Yeah, camp out in the nations, and we listen to an Aaron Sister's tune.
8: They're yeah,
10: Colorado horses Down the winter the Arizona moon I called the boss in Wickenburg Just to let them know when we'd be rolling in fed the horses, fed ourselves Picked some guitar while the firelight grew dim we pass the bottle round Watch the night time turn the morning way too soon
4: We're hauling
10: Colorado horses Just the winter underneath the Arizona a thousand dudes into the hills They'd take us to the river where the voice of Mother Nature won't be still Well, I ain't no big time banker but I know exactly what I should be doing That's hauling Colorado horses down the winter beneath the Arizona moon Mur-
0: That's hauling Colorado horses down to where beneath the Arizona mountains. Colorado horses, Mr. Dan McCorson. And Bobby, it was fun talking with Kerry Schultes with the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And uh, this past year, over 3,500 horses were adopted out of BLM holding facilities. And so, that's a good start, but not enough. We need to keep working on that. Do y'all
2: you, do you have a goal for this year, Gary? Or a goal uh,
0: the goal? The goal is roughly about 4,000 horses. So we don't mm-hmm. want to
4: mm-hmm. we
0: don't want to set our goals too high, but uh, mm-hmm. we want to increase our numbers every year. So so that's a mm-hmm. that's a great goal. And this uh, under saddle thing. That they're doing with the uh, with the tip challenges now has been very very well received. So I think that's going to help uh, a lot as we move move forward. But anyway, fun that's talking great. with Kerry and <clears throat> great talking with Mark Munzer. He is such a hoot to visit with, live and in person, and a great cowboy poet. And then always great to talk with Gary Allegretto. Man, it just been too long since both those guys put on <laughs> oh, the show. Oh, I
2: know, I know.
0: Yeah. It's true. Yeah.
2: Very true. Yeah. But,
0: but anyway, go visit their websites, visit them on Facebook and any other social media, and uh, and, and check them out and follow their tour schedules and and uh, get some of those albums. It really helps to keep these guys in business if you're actually buying an album, whether whether you have a CD player or not. Just go ahead and go for it. You know, help them out. But uh, anyway, a lot of fun. Well, it has been a fun show and you are always staying so busy. Next week, we're going to miss you because you're going <laughs> to be at the Buckaroo Book Shop at Santa Clarita, we'll
2: California. We'll be, yeah, we'll be heading, we'll be heading, um, we'll be arriving there that day. Yes. And then the following um Thursday I think you have Dave Stamy on and we'll be coming back and of course he's also at Santa Clarita. So we're looking forward to seeing <laughs> Dave next weekend.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. We're gonna get to see all these guys. Yeah, we're gonna have a fun time. I think Gary McMahon is on on the show next week with uh with uh who is who is gonna be the poet?
2: Boy uh beard. Oh, boy beard to... boy beard will be Floyd, yes, man <laughs> and
0: man i'm telling you what that's going to be a heck of a fun show sorry you're missing oh that, it one.
2: will be yeah that
0: yeah, will be. be a fun show but anyway uh you have a you have a show tonight with the uh, rendezvous with the writer
2: we do we have um chris ends she's an amazing prolific um western writer of uh nonfiction mostly fascinating, fascinating writer. Uh, We are really looking forward to talking with her, and we'll be talking actually about two books. One is called um, The Widowed Ones, and it's about the lives of the seven widows of um, seven of the um, men that died at the Battle of the Little Bighorn um, in Custer's Command and what their lives were like after the battle. And I always wondered about that and thanked her for writing this book Very important. And then her second book, which is brand new, just out, is called Straight Lady, and it's about Margaret uh, Dumont, uh, the fifth Marx brother. And uh, Jim has been reading that and is absolutely having a great time. So we will be talking to Chris tonight at 6 o'clock. You can go to LA Talk Radio's Facebook page at 6 p.m. Pacific time and catch us live. And then, of course, it becomes a podcast immediately afterwards. And next week, because we'll be in Santa Clarita, Tom Swearingen is taking over the show and his guest, Miska Paget will be with him. All right. So that's really fun.
0: <laughs> That'll be fun. Miska was just on the show and Tom has been on the yes. show before, so you'll want to tune in mm-hmm. for that. Well, I yep. said goodbye to my wife this morning. And sent her off to the uh, National Cowboy and Western Heritage Awards in Oklahoma City. And uh, she's going to have a great time. She's a two-time award winner herself, but she's a celebrity presenter again this year. And uh, a new Wrangler Award winner is Miss Mickey Furman.
4: Yeah. Such a
0: good friend. <laughs> and uh, and I said, well, you need to tell them that Mickey is like one of your very best friends, and maybe you could present the award. But I think um. Trinity and Adrian are going to present Mickey's award.
5: Oh, and, uh oh. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah. And uh, uh, Mary Kay and R.W. are going to present another award. So they're going to have a ball out there. But we want to wrap mm-hmm. up the show with a song. I love this song. This is from an old Marilyn Monroe movie, River of No Return, and it's on Mickey's award-winning album, Westbound. So let's take a listen to that, and we invite you to join us on Saturday from live from Nashville, and then be back with us on Thursday from Campfire Cafe, Saddle Up America, and catch Bobby Bell on Rendezvous with a Writer and also the Out West Hour and uh, Bobby we will see you in a few weeks I'll Two just weeks. say it that way yep. we'll just see you in a few <laughs> there weeks <you> go. <laughs> all right there have you a great go. time have a great time all next right. week in Santa Clarita. Thank and you. Uh,
4: thank you thank
0: thank you all for listening this is River of no Return Mickey Furman we'll be seeing you next week on the campfire cafe <laughs>